0: Hey, everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com, and you're listening to my podcast, whatever it's called based on how you subscribe to it or whatever, talking about libertarian stuff. Um, You've probably noticed that I haven't really been doing much libertarian stuff lately, uh, mainly because I've been focused a lot on my career in software development lately and just putting out a lot of content there. So if you haven't subscribed to the Web Development 101 podcast or subscribed to my Alex Merced Coder YouTube channel on YouTube and you're interested in coding, check that out. Okay, so I am putting out content. I am I am staying busy. Um, just haven't had much to say recently, but I do have something to say at the moment, um, just but kind of watching tangentially, um, not, not just within the libertarian community, but also like looking at like the left, the right, uh, politics in general, and just all communities um, and the dangers of like populism, okay? Because populism is always in a very attractive, and what is populism? Let me define what I mean when I say populism. What I mean by populism is, the, is an approach of how do you appeal to others. And the approach is, it's a very effective appeal. The appeal that one, you deserve more. Okay, you deserve more than what you have. Okay, you can just say this generically to anybody. So you deserve more, you deserve more freedom, you deserve more social services, you deserve more. And the reason you don't have more is because of these people. It's because of um, the government, because of the capitalists, the rich capitalists, Uh, you don't have more because of this group of people, okay? They're the reason you don't have what you deserve, okay? And if you just listen to me, we're gonna get you what you deserve and we're gonna punish the people and, and, and push back the people who are taking away what you deserve. So there's libertarian populism, right-wing populism. There's left-wing populism. Populism is a thing, okay? And every once in a while, people fall prey to it because it works. People love that message. People love being told that they deserve more. And then the reason they don't have it is not because of them. It's because of someone else, okay? People love a scapegoat. And um, it's very appealing. And then it's also very lucrative. People are much more willing to donate money when they think somebody else is the enemy and that they've done nothing wrong. Um, or that there's nothing that they have to do. There's no responsibility, additional responsibility on their part to make their own lives better, okay, to improve their, their current conditions. And it's a dangerous message. Uh, to me, as a libertarian, it's a dangerous message. That's why I think many libertarians tend to push away from populism, some don't. Um, and, you know, I, populism has appealed to me in the past. I've, I think in my early libertarian days, probably was more sympathetic to more, a more populist message at different points in different populist messages because it is good marketing. From a marketing standpoint, it's good, okay? You're gonna you're gonna drive a lot more engagement when there's a clear sort of villain, when things are black and white, okay? Because then people have someone to like rage against, you can inject sort of a more emotional appeal. And this is good, you're gonna get a much, you know, uh, a much more active base of support. You're, those people are going to fight for you because they want to fight the evil. Okay? Um, but at the same time, you life isn't that simple. It's not so black and white. And you are manifesting sort of like genuine feelings of anger and distrust and, 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 and hate towards others, which doesn't help anything that I consider libertarian in the sense of trying to work towards a world where we do consent... To coexist and we we live in a life of coincidence but when you hate people when you think people are fundamentally evil how do you coexist with them how do you how do you operate with consent you know basically for truly for a world of consent to exist nuance must exist too um it's so in that case like it you can create let's say a libertarian movement that's fueled by populism, and you'll have passionate warriors ready to fight, and and they'll be willing to put resources behind that idea. And I see this in all sorts of different groups, okay? Like, everybody has their populist message. Everyone chooses their villain. Everyone, uh, and says, hey, we need a war against that villain. I, I, anyone who knows me, I am i don't want to label anyone a villain. I want, because I want a libertarian world. I want a world where we all choose to coexist, and we all, we all live you know, with this sort of like culture of consent. So I try to foster that by saying, hey, every, every, everyone is my friend. Um, I may not approve of your approaches to everything, of your strategies to this, or your decision here or your decision there, uh, but it, does, it doesn't preclude you from, from me existing coexisting with you. Um, and that's how you're gonna get to that world and how you're gonna get to less violence because a lot of that violence is bred out of that hate. Uh, that can that populism can flow as we're seeing when we see like right and left-wing populism You know it, it gets people they, people's frustrations Especially during times like a pandemic where the economy is like collapsed and all these things people's frustrations get put to the edge Where their hate gets really pushed to the edge and those who are fueling that hate can really push those people to the edge to do some violent things um, So trying to be a counterbalance to that to me It seems like the most sort of like libertarian thing you can do because you're trying to be a world of no vi- less violence uh, of more consent, and none of that, none of that, comes, you know, within a barrel of anger, within a barrel of resentment, in a in a in in a, in a warlike posture. Um, and I, I again I'm seeing this, and I see I see this in non-political organizations. Um, I see this I see this everywhere. This whole like appeal of populism, because it's again it's a great way to generate resources. It's a good way to generate. activity but it doesn't necessarily make the world better per se um and again there's a difference between like war and competition okay in a sense i think competition is good i think competition is great okay um where people want to do better and hey i think i can do this better than you can let's compete that is different than saying, you are evil and you must be destroyed and defeated at every turn. That is a very different message, even if you're not using necessarily those exact words, but if that's the conclusion, if the conclusion is, hey, you, I must stop you from doing anything you want to do because you are evil, that is a dangerous message. That is a dangerous posture. If the message is, we can, we're going to work hard and sh- demonstrate that we can do this better than you, we're not necessarily out to destroy you. We're out to show you that we can do this better. That's a that's different. That's healthy competition. Um and that healthy competition versus destructive war posturing, again, these are things that are going to how prevalent one is versus the other. It's cultural. Okay? It's going to be on how we communicate with each other, how we engage with each other, how um so as a libertarian, you know, I I want to encourage the healthy friend like less Violent, less hate-based, less frustrated, less less base and frustration type of competition. Yes, it's not as exciting. I mean, there's a reason why I don't necessarily have the same podcast numbers um, as many other podcasts because uh, you know I'm I'm not I'm not out to evoke these emotions of anger towards anyone. Uh, I'm not. And then when you're in politics, if you're not evoking anger to someone, then like people don't generally care because they got other things to worry about. They got hobbies. They got other things that interest them more. Generally, people get interested in politics because they're angry, um, which is something I really just don't like about politics. Um, I'm involved because I don't like politics, and I think there needs to be a different message out there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is why I'm not like necessarily like the household name of other figures maybe, um, because I'm just not willing to agitate, and I'm not willing to just you know, flagrantly condemn people, whatnot, because I don't think that creates a culture that I think will create the world that I want to exist. Um, And basically, I continue to talk. I will continue to write, make these podcasts. I will continue to be out there to spread my message because someone's gotta say it. Someone's gotta be saying that like, we can have a better culture, we can coexist. We can have freedom, we can have economic prosperity and it doesn't necessarily mean someone has to be a villain that has to be destroyed um, To get there It's when we all stop seeing each other as villains is when we all start seeing each other as individuals as humans and start Realizing that hey, okay, we're all complex. We may not like every decision. We make we not might like like every preference each one of us has But there's a context there's a context to everyone's life. There's a context of why X does G and whatnot and we have to be less um, less reactive and more proactive in trying to understand each other's contacts and getting to know each other and coexisting and and, and and living and living that culture of consent okay if you don't want to hang out with me then don't hang out with me um, but um, yeah so I just want to share that I know I haven't said much about much lately but that you see the violence in the world you see the division in the world and to me it all comes from this sort of higher stakes politics which makes the appeal of populism greater but then the dist- the societal destructive natures of populism become greater and when you add in the effects of like pandemics and other things that are going on it's the results aren't pretty and it it is very dismaying which is part of the reason why i i haven't had much to say it's just like it seems i'm i don't i'm not i haven't lost necessarily hope i'm always very optimistic about the long run about what we'll learn when things get worse you when things are bad you learn something but my short-term my short-term hopes my short-term optimism has definitely been soured um just kind of watching sort of like the way the world is right now, the way people are towards each other, and things like that. So, um, it's felt more rewarding to make things at the moment. But it doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean I have stopped. It doesn't mean my journey's over or the message that I have that I want to spread isn't necessary anymore. Um, just waiting for the right moment, waiting for the right time f- when you pick and choose your battles. And you pick and choose your battles to move things forward. You don't fight just to fight. You don't you know, move put forward, and that's what happens with like a lot of people in politics. They just feel like they gotta constantly be doing something, that they kinda constantly be pushing forward, and they create issues where they don't exist because there's gotta be something to fight against. Um and I've always been try very wary of trying to not fall into that. So this is just some reflection, some thoughts. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, my name is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com. Again, you can hit over to alexmerced.com, and there are years and years and years and loads and loads of content. Uh, that, if you want to hear more, there's more. I'll talk to you later.